Jim Cren, no restrictions on the current podcast network with Sirini. Sirini, we're so excited. We have the legend, Smokey Robinson, on the show. It is the Smokey Robinson Spectacular, yeah, as we're calling it, and it, it because he is spectacular. He really is. Uh, one of the things about Smokey Robinson, uh, who, I, like I said, is a legendary uh, a, a performer and entertainer, is he's one of the most genuine people I think I've ever seen in the entertainment business. And I watch him when the cameras on around or people, are, and, and he's just the way he is with people, just genuine and down to earth. And that's what makes it an honor for him to be here. Smokey, welcome to the show, man. Appreciate Thank you, Jim. It's that. good to be here. Thank I meant you. that. Sirini, how you doing? I'm good, man. All right, Thanks good, for coming. Honey. All right. It's it's cool watching you. You genuinely enjoy yourself. You genuinely enjoy the people. It's not a fake thing. I see when you walk up, you appreciate. Yeah. And I love seeing that because you've accomplished so much. And I've seen so many people who've accomplished half, of, not even near what you've accomplished. Act so arrogant or so entitled or whatever. It, it, how do you, you attribute that to your to your upbringing or, or something you learned or something along the way? Well, you know, Jim, I just think that those who uh, who do what you talked about, the, the last thing you talked about, mm -hmm. about the people who get into show business and um, they get some type of notoriety, you know, a hit record, a right. hit movie or whatever it is, mm -hmm. and they begin to get full of themselves and think, okay, now the world is aware of me, so it cannot possibly do without me now. That's a bad mistake. Yeah. I have seen literally, and I'm not exaggerating the number, thousands of people come through show business. You know, I've been doing this a long time. Yeah, yeah. And that's what happens. They begin to think that they're show business, and they started it, and they're going to finish it. That's stupid. But um, as far as, 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 as I'm concerned, mm -hmm. I am in the right business because I, I love people, you see. And I recognize the fact that these people that you see me going up and I'm talking to them and we're hugging and taking pictures and doing things like that, mm -hmm. were it not for those people, I wouldn't have a career. Mm -hmm. So I, I know that. So I'm, I, you know, and like I said, I do enjoy meeting people. And so I, I'm, I'm in the right line of work. You really are. <laughs> well, that's an interesting thing we go into this question. You're in the right line of work, just like everybody. There's some young person out there, young, young you know, Young man, young woman, or something looking, starting their careers or starting their life, and where do they want to go? Where do you, with that unknown moment? And as I read in your history, in your bio, it said, Is this true? <laughs> that at one point you wanted to be a dentist? Is that true? Well, that? I, 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 I it wasn't necessarily that I wanted to be a dentist. Okay. You know, Jim, I've always wanted to be this. I've always wanted to sing and, okay. and, and, and be in show business and stuff. But where I grew up, I grew up in the hood in Detroit, so it just seemed like it was going to be impossible. That was my impossible dream. Right. Okay. So in going to high school, when I got to the 11th grade, you had, if you had planned on going to college in those days, you had to pick a college curriculum. What are you going to study when you get to college? And that began, your introductory to that began in the 11th grade in high school. Okay. 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 So... I didn't know. I just said, okay, I'll, I'll choose dentistry. It right. sounds like a good, you solid, know, yeah. solid career. I'll, I'll choose dentistry. Yeah. And um, so it was fine until I got to the 12th grade. And then when I got to the 12th <laughs> grade, we start having to dissect things. Oh. You know, frogs and all that. <laughs> yes. That was it for me. Yeah. No, 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 no. I got changed it. And I changed immediately to electrical engineering. <laughs> <laughs> 
So we're not going to get tears of a crown. Yeah, <laughs> no, no question about it. So, so, yeah, I'm like you. I can't do it. I, I, I get sick. Yeah. Like the blood and that. I'm not necessarily squeamish with blood and stuff like that, but when it comes to dissecting, I, did, I you know, no. You'd be the dentist who just said, I, I can't deal with this mouth today. Absolutely. You'd walk out, too much blood, too yeah, much blood. Yeah. No, just the fact of all the stuff that's in there, and you don't think about, you know, what's making this, this particular creature function and all the, you know, the organs and the this and the that, you know. And, um, it is gross. And, yeah. <laughs> you know, it's, it's funny, like you said, a similar background, I grew up very poor, and, and uh, no one in our family is inter- an entertainer, and it looks like, you look at that, you're watching TV and stuff, you're like, oh, how do they do that? It's like magic or something yeah. like that. And I was like a, a comedian. The comedy clubs were born. So yeah. the city, so it was one in Pittsburgh, but they're dotted all over the country. So anyway, how did you make the jump from watching TV and that magic to what was your first jump? What was it where you said, hey, I can do this for a living? You know, that kind of thing. Well, um, I think for me, you know, I, I, I've always tried to write songs mm. since I was probably about five years old. Okay. And... Um, so my first big jump was um, Jackie Wilson. You know who Jackie Wilson uh-huh. was? Uh-huh. Jackie Wilson, who was also from Detroit, was my number one singing idol at that point. When I was a teenager, from the time I was about 14 or so, okay, he was my number one singing idol. He was Mr. Excitement, they called him. He was Mr. Cool. Excitement. He yeah. was dynamic, you know. And in fact, you know, I, I tell people all the time a lot of stuff that, that Michael Jackson was doing. Michael Jackson was a cross between Jackie Wilson, James Brown, and uh, and um, who else? Little Sammy in there, Sammy yeah, Davis, yeah, maybe. Yeah, he, he, he. But but Michael was, you know, he was a student of the game. He studied Fred Astaire and right. the yeah. you know the Nicholas Brothers and people like that too. But anyway, uh, Jackie Wilson was my number one singing idol, and um, just after graduating from high school. Uh, one of the guys in the in, in, in our group, a guy named Ron White, he's passed on now, but his cousin came and told us that Jackie Wilson's managers were in town and they were talent scouting. So hmm. we set up to go down and audition for them. And um, we went to audition for them. And I tell everybody it was a God day because the day that we went to audition for them, whenever I buy music, even today, and especially back then, I would want to know who, who wrote the music, right. who, who wrote these songs. I got all of Jackie Wilson's records, okay? Who wrote all these songs and all these hit songs? Barry Gordy. Barry Gordy. Barry Gordy. You know? So we, we go to audition for Jackie Wilson's managers, and we sang five songs that I had written rather than something that was currently popular by other artists, thinking mm-hmm. that that was going to be our end. Right. We got our own material. These kids got their own material. We'll definitely sign them. Right. They didn't like us at all. Oh, no. your heart. No, they didn't like us at all, man. You know, they told us because we had a girl in our group, and uh, my, my ex-wife, who was my first wife, we were teenagers, then we weren't married yeah. then. And they told us that you, you guys are too much like the Platters. And the Platters were the number one group in the world at that time. And Zola Taylor, who was the girl in their group, was a girl in the group. And, okay. and, and then Tony, the guy who sang lead, had a high voice, you know. Okay. So they said, you guys are too much like them. You, you, you'll never make it. So, you know, you need to change your format, some blah, blah, blah. Anyway, they rejected us. However, at the audition... This young man was sitting over there. Now I'm 16 years old, and he right. looks like he's about, about 18 or so, at least, you know, yeah. no more than that. Yeah. And uh, I think he's waiting to audition. And uh, so we we go out and we're rejected, and he comes out behind us, and he says, "Hey man, where'd you guys get those songs from?" And I'm wondering why he cares mm. why, where we got the songs from, right. you know. 
I said, I, I wrote him. He said, oh, yeah. He said, I liked a couple of your songs, man. So huh. I'm thinking to myself, okay, this guy wants to use my songs to audition with. He wants to, <laughs> so he said, he said, yeah, I liked a couple of songs. I said, so I said, thank you. I'm, you know, I'm, I'm rejected. I'm down, right. you know. Yeah. But I said, thank you very much, man. I'm getting ready to walk away. He said, yeah, man. He said, I'm Barry Gordy. Oh, my God. Oh, what? my God. <laughs> you who? You Barry Gordy wrote all those hit songs for, for Jackie Wilson, Eddie James, all those people? You, 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 you that Barry Gordy? You know? Yeah, I'm Barry Gordy. My God, man, I couldn't believe it. Wow. So that was the turning point. He happened to be there. And at that point, uh, I, 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 I could always rhyme stuff as a kid. Okay. I always wrote poems, and I still write poems. Right. But I could always rhyme stuff, but my songs were not coordinated. They didn't make sense. The first verse had nothing to do with the second verse. Okay. You know, the second verse had nothing to do with the bridge. It was all rhymed up good. All right. So Barry just took me aside, and he started to mentor me in writing songs and things like that. And huh. he became our manager. And uh, about a year and a half after that, he started Motown. Do you remember the first song that became the hit where you heard it on the radio and go, oh, my God? Because remember, like I said, we're, we're that magic. I, I, I remember the first song that was really a hit. Yes. Which was Shop Around. Okay. Yeah. Mega that, hit. Yeah. That, 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 Mega you hit. Know, that, was, that was the first million seller at Motown ever. You know, we, he had just started Motown, basically, when that, when, when that came out. But, uh, you know, we had a couple of mile hits before then. We were with other record companies, though. Uh, the, in fact, the first record we had, which was a song called "Got a Job," in answer to a song called "Get a Job" by a group named the Silhouettes. Okay. Um, um, it was it was a hit for us, you know. Uh, right. There, there was about five charts then, and we won oh. the R and B chart. Okay. You know? Yeah. But, yeah. But it was a hit for us, and then we had the one that started us to traveling and doing live shows and stuff like that. Right. Was a record called "Bad Girl," and we had that on Chess Label out of Chicago. Okay. Because there was no Motown, you know. Huh. So. Um, but then he, he, Barry started Motown, and we, we did Shop Around, and that was the real turning point. The age from 16 or whatever when you met Mr. Gordy to, mm -hmm. the, to Shop Around, how old were you in Shop Around? 21, 22? By the, that point, was it quicker? I was probably later. no more than 21. About yeah. 21 then. So mm -hmm. a few years later, yeah. boom, you got this mega hit, yeah. and you are just rolling, man. You must have just thought, I am on top of the world. Or did you not? Uh, well, every step of the way, I thought I was on top of the world. <laughs> I thought I was on top of the world when we recorded Got a Job. You know, because uh, right. because uh, it, it was my dream. It was my to do impossible, for yeah. impossible dream. And I'll never forget when Got a Job came out. Got a Job, there was a guy in the Miracles with me uh, named Bob Rogers. He's passed on now, too. Okay. But he and I were born on the exact same day in the exact same hospital wow. in Detroit, okay? I met him when I was 14. But... Uh, um, so our birthday's in February, and Barry had recorded, uh, got a job on us in December. He put it in New York with his record label in, and it came out on our birthday in February. <laughs> and I'm sitting in college, and I'm sitting up there, and I got a transistor radio because I know the record's out. You right. Know? And I got it turned on to the to WJLB, which <laughs> was the main black station in the in the city. Okay. And I'm I'm you know listening for the record, and it came on, and you would have thought that somebody said, okay. You just won the lottery, you know, because I jumped up and <laughs> ran out of class, and they still had phone booths at that time. <laughs> I called people in the group, hey, man, I wrecked on the radio, you know. So that was a turning point, too. Yeah, uh, yeah. So I, I had a lot of them, but. Uh, That's the moment, though. Yeah. That, that would be the one I would empathize. Yeah, think, man. Man, you're calling, I can't believe yeah, it. Yeah, it was something. It's fascinating to me as a comedian, you know, somebody could write, well, you're fascinating, a legend, to write a song. Sierney's a pianist and writes songs, so you, might, you have to definitely have a 
a question for Smokey on that, well, that aspect. Well, not necessarily like. about composition, okay. but I do have a yeah, question. Yeah. Um, you, Stevie Wonder, guys married women from Pittsburgh. Oh, okay. What do you think my chances are with like maybe like Rick James, somebody <laughs> like an iconic Motown singer? I, I, I don't think your chances are too good with Rick. Okay. Because who, he's who gone. Else? He's passed. Yeah. Yeah. Like, <laughs> Rick's dead now, so I don't think you got too much of a chance oh, with him. Dead. Okay. But, well. but I can hook you up. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you're, you're a pretty girl. You're I can hook you up. Good grief. Oh, God. All right. So you're we, telling me there's a chance. All right, we're All laughing. Right. We, we got to get into now. We got to do our, our uh, question. Should I do the tiger one? little people first sure so we like to get a little silly you know this is a little ridiculous question there's no real right answer just curious where you're going to fall on this then they'll follow me on this because comedy show so if there was a fight between a hungry bengal tiger Mm -hmm. in the jungle (laughs) bob and lou are laughing (laughs) in the okay the tiger they know this question (laughs) and then 42 little people unarmed Unarmed, three feet tall, but little people, strong, 42, versus the Bengal tiger. Fight to the death. Fight to the death, 42 versus that. Who wins? Who wins the fight? Uh, the little people are going to win in the end because the tiger can't possibly eat all those people, and uh, they're going to they're gonna do something to overwhelm the tiger. Some going to be some of them left I'm to cool. kill the tiger. So I think I, I, I picked the little people. I do, too. I, I bet on the little people. I do, too. I'm yeah. so happy. This is my moment. Yeah. This is You know that moment you ran out to the phone booth? This is how I feel now. Because <laughs> I, I win the I, – yeah. I th- I'm what I'm tiger. She's a tiger side, but yeah, that's okay. See, you know, see? tiger might eat four or five of them, you know, yes. but then he's going to be full but and they, they're going to off him. But he yeah. just wipes out ten. No, 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 no. Right, no, no. They're, they're, they're full. They're, Forty right? of them. No. Right. They're gonna they're gonna off him. He's full. <laughs> yeah. Like we are with turkey. Right. Turkey yeah. Thanksgiving, you're too full. You can't move. All right, and, I guess. And, and after a while, they're, 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 <laughs> they're gonna up. realize they're gonna need something bricks or stones or <laughs> right. spears or something. They, they, he, the tiger's gonna get it. He's gonna get it. <laughs> yeah. He's gonna wear the tiger down. All right, all right. You win, Jim. You win. How'd you guys come up with that scenario? I've okay. had it forever. We drink I drink a lot. Where, I, yeah, I drink <laughs> okay. a lot. You know. Yeah. Ever since okay, they legalized, ever since they legalized marijuana. <laughs> I was gonna say that sounds like a high thing, not a yes. drinking thing. That sounds like yes, you're high and coming up with something. You know, yeah, that's speaking tripping. of high things, we come up with our, with our best questions. We do oh. like we like to play Would You Rather every once in a while. Okay. And and so, Sierra had one. She thought about that. So it's good, good for you. Okay, so. Would you rather, for the rest of your career, only perform Justin Bieber songs? Or, like, you can never perform any of your songs again, or any covers, ever. Okay. Or, every time you look at your wife, you only see Justin Bieber's face. I would have to go with the songs in, in, in that case like that. She's you still know? your wife? Yeah, She's no, 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 still no, no. Her? My wife is a whole lot prettier than Justin Bieber. <laughs> I'm sure. So, <laughs> he is a very pretty person. She got a lot of stuff that I prefer. <laughs> Over Justin Bieber. Justin Bieber. <laughs> I like exactly. Justin. He's a cool young man. Yes. Yeah. But, you know, if it comes to that. You know. But it's just his face. Everything no, I, else. I wouldn't care what part of it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right, so. You're doing his songs. Mm-hmm. You're going to do Baby. and I'm going to do whatever songs he has. <laughs> under those That's circumstances. a great answer. I'm going to do some songs he hasn't even done yet. <laughs> Would you ever work with Justin Bieber? I love Justin. He's oh, a nice yeah? young man. I know him. Is of course, he? I wrote a couple songs for him. I haven't gotten them to You're him yet. Kidding. But I told him that I was going to give them to him. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, he's a nice young man. I'm a fan. I'm a believer. Yeah. yeah. 
You know, yeah. I think that Justin got off track for a minute there because he was going for peer pressure. Yeah. Oh, okay. You know? See, like a lot, of, a lot of young men do. Mm-hmm. He was going for peer pressure, so he got off, off beat there for a minute. Mm-hmm. But he's a nice young man. Yeah. Yeah. You, you praise, like you said, you've probably seen thousands of uh, great performers fall from the peer pressure from sure all, all different things. Absolutely. Sure, and stumble. Yeah. Uh, and I'm sure <laughs> it must have been interesting for you. It's, it, it, you know, when it first started, started getting so famous that you can get anything you want in a weird way. I mean, just mm-hmm. people just kind of almost genuflecting around here right? at some point. It's just how it is. You know, you just get so famous. You're like, this is pretty cool, man. That must be wild, right? It must be crazy. Well, it is. It's sometimes. cool. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it is sometimes. Yeah. I, you know, I, I think about that. I think about the, the privileges that uh, when people know who you are, that you get as opposed to the average person that they don't know, you know. Yeah. And um, I, I just think it's how you feel about that and how you use it, you know, because um, uh, you just have to recognize that it comes with the territory. You yeah. Know? yeah. It really has nothing to do with you. Yeah. It comes huh. with the territory. It's a gift, huh? You know, I, yeah. I tell, I tell young people uh, who, who are embarking upon show business or who are already in show business, I tell people who are veterans, right. you know, it comes with the territory. Yeah. Don't start tripping on yourself, you know. You're going out there because, you know, you're running out and girls are screaming and <laughs> yeah, throwing Jim. your panties and all of the, you know, Get stuff over like yourself. that. Don't think, <laughs> yeah, exactly. You Don't think them. if you were the grocer that the same thing would be happening. Yeah. You know, you'd True. be you, you'd be the same guy, yeah. but you're the grocer. That's not going to happen. Okay. <laughs> so They're not screaming for yeah, anything. Yeah, no, it, it no. just comes gross. with the territory. Even if I got good tomatoes. <laughs> <laughs> They're not going to scream for me. They might scream for me for yeah. good tomatoes. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> you, you know, the, the, the coolest thing about you, uh, Smoke, that I love is uh, not only great talent, you know, with songwriting and singing, performing, uh, but your business acumen you, you're kind of cool how huh? you get you you put the right people around you i think and in like this this smoky robinson wine is what i'm segueing into we have the wine bottles around here and uh, which is interesting and i and i my, my buddy bobby when he said smoky robinson wine and luke luke guys it's perfect because you are to me you're cool you're wine to me you taught me how to speak to women you did. You hope my education. Mo- yeah, most guys. You owe me, Jim. Our education. I'm older. I'm sixty. Our older. Yeah, we. You taught me how to speak to women, man. You know, just get the lyrics out. I just have to get Smokey's li- cruising. Forget about it. Cruising wine. Yeah. Smokey now. in his music and wine it's were gold. It was yeah, my yeah. It was my way. It was my thing. Is our playbook. And it's all. Now it's all coming <laughs> many, together. Man, full circle. Now it's full circle. So the wine is a perfect fit, I think. Now, how'd you get into the wine business? How'd well, that I got into the wine business because of these two guys who are right <laughs> out there, Bob Azzelli yeah, and Luke Fudo. And, the best um, dressed I, I actually I've met ever Bob, seen. Uh, <laughs> I actually met him one year at the Kentucky Derby. And I met him through my wife. My Francis is from Pittsburgh. Okay, yeah. You know, So mm-hmm. I actually met him then through her. And uh, we became friends, and, and, and later on down the line, I met Lou, and I came here for something. I forgot what it was. Yeah. And they sat me down and, and asked me about doing a wine. And uh, I hadn't thought about doing wine. I don't right. really even drink, mm. you know, so I, I hadn't thought about doing a wine. But when I do drink, I like mild. I like mild wines. And, uh, yeah. I like sake, you know. Yeah. But I like mild wines and, and that, you know. Right. I've never um, really liked the taste of alcohol. 
You know, I'm fortunately for me, because where I grew up, if I'd like to taste alcohol, I probably just didn't fire because it's long. It would not be good. <laughs> you no mean like me? Yeah. 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 But uh, but I never like. So I, I do drink wine occasionally. So when we started, when they brought the project to me, I said, okay, cool with me, but I got to be involved. Right. I don't, right. I don't want you to just put my name on some wine you already got. Yeah. You know, and then put my name on it, and, and you know, so I got involved with it, and it's a fascinating process with the grapes world, and the huh? and the, yeah and all that and it actually started right here in pittsburgh uh at, 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 at engine house 25 uh, yeah oh, okay yeah, yeah guy wayne has the roberto clemente museum there yeah it actually started there and uh so we branched out after that and um now we're in we're in napa valley we're in uh, santa barbara and uh and uh we also are in Brusel, italy but uh the four wines that you have here are now all from california it's amazing how it's grown though huh so quickly to be all over yeah, and i love how uh, the artwork's great and i like you put uh you know your songs like i have my girl chardonnay i love that too they came up with that that's a great idea cool? you know yeah the, the first wines that we had at, at my picture okay. on the label you know yeah. mm-hmm. but this is so unique and yes. so Stands different and, and and I I just love those. Yes, yeah, saddle yeah. is cooler, right? And, yeah. it, and it's still it's Absolutely. all you. And it's classy. Yes, it pops it's off classy. the shelf. Yeah, it it's classy. That's what I like about it. It's so yes. classy. Yeah, everything about it mm-hmm. is, is uh, you know. It, speaking of which, uh, thinking of the songs here, your songs, I find it fascinating how many great performers that you uh, wrote for. And Siri and I were talking because I said she's a songwriter and pianist. Is that how hard was it? To give up a song you wrote, because you're a great singer and performer, obviously, yourself, I don't have to tell that. I love you too, Jim. Thank oh. you. <laughs> Thank you. But, uh, so how hard is it to give up a great song and give it to someone? Because then you're, st- you're writing, you're like, you know, no, I really no, can no, nail Jim, this no, song. No, Jim, not for me. Okay. Because I, 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 the song that has become my international anthem. Okay. I mean, we played, I played a song in my live concerts. And we can be in a country where the primary language is not even English. Hmm. And most of the people in that audience don't speak English, okay? Okay. And uh, so it's my girl, okay? Of course. Okay. As soon as they hear, boom, 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 <laughs> they jump up, they start cheering, they start singing, they're all singing it, they know the words, they, know, they don't speak a word of English. But they, but they know, know the beat. You know <laughs> what I'm saying? So it's become like my international anthem. Huh. So yeah. that question that you just posed to me has been posed to me so many times about that particular song. Mm-hmm. The Temptations. I recorded My Girl on The Temptations so firstly, okay? Yeah. Reason. The reason being is that The Temptations, I, I had known Otis, who was the founder of the group, who's the only original who's still alive, and Melvin, who was the bass singer, from high school. Okay. We used to have group battles. You know, and they were called the distance at that time. Okay. And we'd have group battles on the corner, singing for the girls at the recreation center at school. You know, so I knew them. Uh, when they came to Motown, uh, Barry assigned them to me to try to get some hit records on them. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I recorded a couple songs on them. Nothing. Okay. Barry recorded a couple songs on them. Nothing. Right. Uh, Norman Whitfield recorded a couple songs on them, nothing, you know. So uh, one day, I'm coming back on, off a tour with the Miracles. And uh, we, 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 we drove everywhere back in those days because, you know, we just had the car and it was right. six of us traveling and so on. 
So we drove. So it, it was my turn to drive. Only three of us drove. It was my turn to drive back in. I had the last leg going into Detroit. And um, so I'm sitting there, and I'm just driving along. And all of a sudden, like it does for me, mm-hmm. this melody came to me. And I started humming it, you know. And then, and then I started singing some words, you know, and I'm singing it. And, and Bob Rogers, who was riding shotgun, because he had just finished driving, you know. Yeah. He was asleep, and he woke up, and he heard me. And so he was in. So I can't remember the way you do the things you do, which was... The first hit record for The Temptations, and I used Eddie Kendricks to sing the lead because they had about three or four. Everybody in that group could sing, actually. Right. right. So I used Eddie Kendricks. He sang the way he did. So at Motown, the, I think the reason that we had so many hit records back to back to back to back is because you never, ever, as a, as a producer or a writer, had a lock on an artist. Okay. Okay. You could have had a number one record on them, the last record they had out. Right. But if you didn't come with something for that next record, somebody was going to beat you out. Okay. You know what I mean? Yeah. So there was no, you know, I had a number one record on, so I'd automatically get the next record. No, you didn't, you know. So anyway, all the guys jumped on the Temptations bandwagon after the way you do that, and they started using Eddie Kendricks to sing the lead in their song. But I know. Okay, David Ruffin is in this group. Mm-hmm. Paul Williams is in this group. In fact, when they first came, Paul Williams was the main lead singer. Okay, and the first few records that I recorded on them, I used Paul Williams to sing the lead. Okay, okay? so I know that Paul and David are in this group. So, uh, you know, David Ruffin has got this voice that I know, man, if you get the right song for his voice, you can bring it's it. over. Okay, because mm-hmm. he had the, I, I used to tell him he used to scare the girls into loving him because you know, <laughs> come here, baby, come here, come here, that kind of, that, 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 that kind of voice like that, you know. So, I figured, okay. If I get this man to sing something sweet, yeah. the girls are going to love it, okay? Yeah. So I wrote My Girl for his voice and for The Temptations. Were it not for The Temptations, I probably would have never even thought of writing My Girl, Huh. okay? Okay. So how could I say, turn so, around and say, oh, man, I wish I kept that for myself? Right. Because they were the inspiration. It was the beginning of it. The yeah, thought. they were the inspiration for it. So when you hear my songs, especially by one of the Motown artists, yeah. I have written that song specifically for that artist. You thought of that person. I never stockpile songs. I got, oh, let me look through this. Okay, right. well, this will fit the Marvelettes, or this will fit. I never wrote like that, hmm. you know. I had an assignment. Okay, yeah. let, me, let, me, let me write some songs for this artist. Hmm. And that's how I did it. So I never wished that, you know, I right. kept those songs or anything like that because it were not for those people. Those songs probably would have so, written. I'm so selfish. I would have kept every song. <laughs> I <know. laughs> no, no, I mean, <laughs> it's interesting. I'm sorry. May sir. I ask Please, one question yes, to kind sir. of dovetail off of mm-hmm. that? Sure. How do you feel about Motown songs being sampled into vulgar, offensive rap music? I, if it's mine, I feel wonderful. Oh, yeah? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm, and I'm glad you asked me that question because when, when the kids first came out, the young rappers and the young hip hop artists and started doing that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. People ask me that all the time. Yeah. Oh man, they use your song in this song. Don't you? Don't you upset? No, 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 no. Hmm. Sample all of mine. Yeah. Please. Because then it comes back. Please sample all. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's why. I because was. if one of my songs meant that much to you as a recording artist mm-hmm. or a songwriter, mm-hmm. and one of my songs meant that much to you and it had that much influence on you mm-hmm. as an artist or as a songwriter. Until you loved it enough to include it in one of your songs, mm-hmm. go for it. Yeah. Go for it, really, because that's flattering to me. When yeah. I write a song, I want to write a song. I want to write a song that people be singing and playing and stuff mm-hmm. like that forever. I want to be Beethoven. 
Yeah. You know you what I mean? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? There, yeah. So, 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 so when they do that, I'm flattered by that. Yeah. So, like I said, sample all of mine, please do it. You know, and plus, I'm going to make some money. Of course. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. True. I was just so. curious because some of the stuff, like when Lil Wayne did Mr. Postman, he mm-hmm. brought that back. That yeah. song was yeah. dirty. <laughs> really dirty. And Motown's so clean and poppy and fresh and... Yeah. But it worked. That song, I love that song. <laughs> yeah, mm. yeah, absolutely. So that that says that uh, Lil Wayne was influenced by Please, Mr. Postman somewhere mm-hmm. down the line in his life. Yeah, right, right. Enough to say, hey, I love this. I'm gonna put this in my song. And that's yeah, and it yeah. worked. And he did it at a time. Lil Wayne was the hottest person in the world oh, at that for time. Sure. Yep. So that was so great for for Holland Dozier and Holland who wrote yes. Mr. Postman. Mm-hmm. That was fantastic. Yeah. That's yeah. That song. I I, uh, I got to see you live. For the first time about 10 years ago so i was nominated i was in radio i was nominated for his marconi award and i was flew to seattle and they said smoky robinson's perform you came out and you blew me away man you blew Thank me you. away because i'm a live perform- it was one of the greatest live performances i had seen I, as a performer so in singing was be- was perfect but i love your style as a performer you know it's got a smooth vibe you like kind of take the crowd on the ride a little bit uh so i'm just gonna ask man is it, it you just loved it i could see in your face too the thing about it you joy when you're performing you love it man and i, I love that fact there's something about it. something takes over or? jim that's that's why i still do concerts man yeah. because um you know um m- many times people have asked me about retiring hmm. and i tried that once yeah I tried retiring when I when I left the Miracles. Uh, you know, I said, mm. well, okay, I'm I'm done. You know, been on the road since I was 16, right out of high school. We've been doing stuff, and we've done everything a group could do. We've done it three or four times. We've been all over the world, and you know, I'm vice president of Motown, so I'm just gonna quit the singing stuff and just wow. be vice president because I'm tired. And I was tired, you know. Mm-hmm. And then, plus my <laughs> my uh, my. Uh, my ex-wife, Claudette, who was the girl in the Miracles with yeah. me, uh, she and I uh, suffered seven miscarriages because mm. she was traveling on the road, sure. blah, 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 and it was a hard life and stuff. Right. So we had seven miscarriages before our first son was born, born through a surrogate mother, okay? Mm-hmm. And he was born at a time when surrogacy was brand new. It was almost hush-hush. It was almost, because our doctor told her we couldn't even tell anybody, mm. you know? Wow. Yeah, he said, you know, because this is a new right, kind right. of So anyway, so he was born, and then shortly after that, this doctor that we had, that had you know, done the surrogacy built a brace thing for uh, Claudette's uterus because we okay. found out that her uterus was damaged. That's why she couldn't carry the babies. Okay. You know? And he built this brace thing. Oh, my God. I thought <laughs> it was off. Okay. I'm sorry. As far as I was talking too. about her. Yeah. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> she, about, she, no, she, she probably heard me talking about Claudette. Oh, she yes. <laughs> so what you, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she called right on she time. <laughs> what did you say? <laughs> Isn't it something, right? It's like a sense. <laughs> <laughs> like yeah. yeah. But anyway, uh, he built this brace. And, yeah. and so my daughter, okay. Tamla, was born. Uh-huh. And um, so I had two little kids. And um, I-, I was gone from them most of the time. And I didn't want to do that. I didn't right. want. I didn't want my kids when they see me coming not to know whether to say, "Hey, Dad, can I have your autograph or <laughs> welcome home?" You know what I'm saying? Right. So all those factors were working mm-hmm. on me. So I retired, and I retired, and I was retired for about three and a half years, mm-hmm. and I went apeshit. Yeah. 
I just it was just so unlike me. Right. To go to the office every day, and I'm going to the office. And I'm filling out paper, and and when, then we moved out to Los Angeles. When I was in Detroit, my mm-hmm. office was into a duck new talent. You know, we moved out to Los Angeles, and Barry comes to me and say, "Hey, man." Look, you're my best friend. I trust you more than anybody. So now I want your office to be the financial office. So I started signing checks and right. getting checks and all that. But oh shit! But yeah. if you could see my signature now, it's like <laughs> you know. Yeah. When I first started signing those checks, I signed them. And then I, my my name is William, so I signed yeah. the checks. I'm a William <laughs> Robinson Jr. <laughs> William Robinson. After you've done a thousand of those, right? You know. Check I went home one night, man. I said, "This is not working." I got to change this, so I started to practice a new signature <laughs> until I got it down pat, and then right. I had to go to the, all the banks and all my legal people and change my signature because I couldn't write right. William <laughs> <Robinson> <laughs> a thousand times again, you know. But uh, so, it, it, and, and I was totally um, miserable. I was totally miserable. And now, can I cuss on this show? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Say anything. Okay, yeah, because it's a this anyone, anyone. Yeah. So I was totally miserable. But I'm thinking all along, I'm hiding this. Nobody knows this. I'm right. just miserable on the inside because, right. you know, I'm, I'm, I'm right present. I'm doing my job. And, you know, yeah. and especially don't want to let Barry down, you know, right. you know, you know. So I'm, I'm miserable. And I'd, I'd go to little clubs in, in Los Angeles and see Joe Blow in the doodops just so I could see somebody on stage. That, that, that's how it was sure. affecting yeah, me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. One day, Barry came to my office. He said, hey, man, I want you to do something for me. I said, okay, man, what? I thought he was something corporate, you know. Yeah. Because I traveled doing my, you know, I, I would go to New York and make deals with publishers and people, just do stuff like that. Because you vice president. So, right? so I, I, didn't, I didn't know what he wanted me to do, but I knew it was something corporate, you know. Mm. So I said, okay, man. I said, what do you want me to do? He said, sit down for a second, man. Uh, so I sat down. He said, I need you to do, do me a favor. I said, I said, what do you want me to do, man? He said, um, I want you to get a band. And I want you to go in the studio and make a record. And I want you to get the fuck out of here. <laughs> he saw it. Did he see it in you? I said, what did you say to me, man? He said, watch my mouth. I want you to get a band. I want you to go in the studio and make a record, and I want you to get the fuck out of here. <laughs> he saw it in Wait you. a minute, man. What are you talking about? Why, why are you saying this to me, man? He said, man, because you're miserable, and I see it. Mm-hmm. And when I see you miserable, it makes me miserable. And I don't want to be miserable, so I need you to get the fuck out of my face. <laughs> That's exactly what went down, okay? Yeah. So I went and I wrote this song, Quiet Storm, with my sister. Song, yeah. That was my debut back in the show business. I love the Quiet song, Storm, yeah, I know. You know? So that, that's what got me back. So I can't see myself. I'm going to be the George Burns of this. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Why not? Because that's why I still do the concerts. And you're right. It's my joy. Mm-hmm. I can be sick or tired. Right. And that music starts playing, I go out there, and I'm just having a good time. I'm going to have me a good time for two and a half hours. I'm going to have a ball, you know. I might go off. I've done it many times, go off right. stage and damn near collapse. Yeah. Because I'm, I'm sick. It's a lot of energy to put out. No, I'm just talking about from being sick. Okay. I, if, I'm, if I'm well, the, the energy is fine. I don't, I, don't, I don't care about that. I mean, yeah. in fact, I'm up. After a show, I'm right. up. I have to go to my room and turn on my TV and watch TV until I wind down, mm-hmm. you know. So, uh, so, but, uh, but, yeah, man, it, um, uh, I, 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 retirement is just not even in my psyche at this point. So, so you, you kind of needed that though, that those three years to, to get to that place, I, right? I, I, you, I think to so. refer back to. Yeah, I think so. To, I think, to, to experience I, the gift. I, I, the, I, I, you, it was a gift. It is yeah. a gift, and we don't all have. Sure. Other people would have corporate do corporate things, but nobody 
you only there's only one Smokey Robinson, so it was that unique. You know, each singer performs their own unique gift, so it was like throwing it away and then bringing it back. So that's probably what was torturing you at times. Oh well, maybe so, and it it, it probably did do me good, but I I can't see myself not doing concerts. No, you're too talented. You, you bring joy to a lot of people, man. I love you too. When did you sing this uh, song? Have you seen her? The song "Have You Seen Her" was like kind of a later on, right? When when was that? Seventy nine. Have you seen her? No, that was the shy lights. Is that the I have just what's to your see song? her. No, no, no what's that? What's, I'm getting the name just wrong. Just to see her. No, just, just to see her. her. Is that your? Yeah, yeah uh -huh. just to see yeah. her. That was like what seventy nine eighty ish. Yeah, it was around that was the time. Like, that was like a big yeah. comeback song in a way, wasn't it? Like well, a sudden, boom. Uh, it was huge, know, man. It was it was in the late eighties. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Late eighties, right? Yeah, man. I remember. Love that song. I do too. I think it's one of the greatest pop songs ever written, man. Cool. This song was written by a guy named Lou Pardini and 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 and, and, and uh, uh, Jimmy George. Okay, you know, two guys wrote yeah. that song, and uh, it was brought to me. Uh, we had a an A and R director at Motown time, a guy named Russ Regan, who was a great guy. He passed on, but he's a great guy, and he brought this song to me. He said, "Smokey, he said, I got a hit record for you, man." I said, "Okay, let me hear it." And the moment he played it, I absolutely it. loved it. I said, you're absolutely right, man. I can't wait to record this. You were built for that <laughs> song. So, so, so I recorded it, man, and it, it was really... Yeah. Instant, right? Yeah, absolutely, man. Instant hit. It, it, has, it has one of the most sing-along recognizable melodies ever. right? I would do anything. You know, Even I can't sing, I, I like to sing. I, Jim, <laughs> when it first came out, man, it first came out, I'm not kidding you, and it, that had never happened for me since or before that time. We would have to play just to see her four times back to back at the concerts wow yeah you know yes i i started to i started yes. to close the show with it uh, yeah and we just go and it did come and then we have to sing it again and then we'd have to sing it again and then we'd have to sing it it never happened with any other song that i've ever recorded i could see it, it. yeah because it, it's just one of those one of those songs i wish i had written it <laughs> <laughs> but it's your song i just think if you yeah. had it for a song but that's what you had a question on a different the way you know with downloading from all the different styles well, yeah, you're sure you get this question a lot as you have been around for every form of distribution uh vinyl to cds to tapes cassettes now streaming services what was it like watching the evolution of music distribution well you know some honey up until this point it was fine now yeah. it's it's scary yeah you see um it was fine up until this point because people still had to buy your music. Right. You know, with the advent of the computer, mm -hmm. which has killed off a whole lot of jobs and yeah. a whole lot of people's income, Careers, you know. Yeah. So it totally uh, wiped out mm -hmm. the record business. Yeah. Okay. Even the companies that are still there are selling the music to the streamers. The record companies are making money, mm -hmm. okay? Mm -hmm. And then they filter the money down to the artists and the writers and producers, however they see fit. Mm. Yeah, there's not, there can't be they, that much know, left. They, to, to, if somebody's hot, then they're going to pay them. Right. You know? But other than that, you know, no, no money's flowing. Right. You know? So it's probably the worst financial time for an artist. For an artist, hmm. yeah. I mean, because anybody and, can get on iTunes. Yeah, We're on iTunes. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. Yeah, really. Yeah. So, uh, so it's uh, you know, it's, yeah. it's scary now. It used to be really, really great. I mean, I, I saw, the, uh, I, I, I saw the evolution of tape. Right. When we first started Motown, mm -hmm. we only had one track, babe. Mm -hmm. That was one track. Yep. And I take my hat off to guys like Barry Gordy and, and guys who were producing records 
prior to me even getting into record business, producing records and the engineers for those sessions. Hmm. Because you had to be making that record as you were going along. Yeah. You had to be mixing it, doing all that as you were going along. Because there was no going back right. and remixing you know, or changing this or none of, none of that. Because you only done. had one track and mm -hmm. everything was on that track. Wow. Okay. Incredible. When we got two tracks where we could have our lead singer on a different track from the rest of it, we thought we were the most innovative <laughs> record company in the history of records, okay? Yeah. Then we got three tracks, oh man. And then we got eight, and then we got 16. Yeah. So I've been through all that. Yeah. Through the whole thing of, now on the computer, you got 10,000 tracks. Right. Mm -hmm. You know, record mostly now on, 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 uh, on Pro Tools, you know, yep. and you, whatever you want to do. You can take the same song, with the same instrumentation, the same singers, the same everything, and mix it 5,000 different ways. Mm -hmm. So it doesn't even sound like the same song. Yeah. Mm -hmm. With the same, same things happening there, you can mix it 5,000 different ways because you got that leeway now. Mm -hmm. you know? And you, you can do it in so, your parents' so, uh, basement. You so that was good, but in, in, in getting all that positive stuff, mm -hmm. the negative is, is that you know, it's what it is. And people are downloading and streaming mm -hmm. the music. And Oversaturated. The artists aren't getting paid and yeah. the writers aren't getting paid. And, you know, it's it's rough. It is. So it is a rough thing that yeah. as far as you, you don't get Yeah, see, the, paid, the, I tell young artists all the time now, the best way that you're going to make some money now, mm -hmm. you're going to make the no money off of records, basically. I don't care how many records you sell. Okay. You know? Shows. And I, I love it when I, when, I, when I look at somebody. I, I just use Taylor Swift as, a, as an example. Taylor is so this you know she's so smart right yeah. she's a smart young woman and she's yeah. a great person i love her she's a great songwriter yeah <clears throat> and i'll just use her for an example you hear them say oh yeah she sold a million records bullshit hmm. she sold a million if, million she, if you sell a hundred thousand records nowadays you have i i i uh two albums ago i decided i'm gonna do my own thing i'm gonna put my own album out because okay. you know recommend do my own thing Lost a fortune. Really? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Trying to do it myself because of the conditions and because of. So <clears throat> I had a promotion guy working with me. And my album, the first day it came out, it jumped. It was number 20. Mm -hmm. So I said, oh shit, we got excited. Oh, it was number 20 and something like that. So went to the promotion guy. He said, okay, man. He said, you want to get top 15? I said, yeah. He said, it cost you 100,000. So I said, mm -hmm. oh shit. But I've got this new venture going. I'm in the record business. Okay, let me do this. So I gave it to him. So here it goes. It's number 14. Okay, man, you want this to go to the top 10? Yeah. Cost you 200000 more. I said, okay. Yeah. I'm not doing that. That's out of the question. Yeah. But that's what it is nowadays, you know. You and so play. we checked. And the number one album in the world, not just the United States at that time, in the world, Taylor Swift. Has sold 100,000 copies. Wow. Wow. So hmm. well, they're making their money on merch and touring. and That's where I, t that, that mm. I was leading up to that. Yeah. I tell young artists all the time, if you can't put some asses in those seats mm -hmm. or sell some merchandise, mm -hmm. you're in trouble. Yeah. Okay? Definitely. So now it's it live, down to now. live performing, you're saying, is the way to go it's to the, draw it's, your it's own the, crowd. It's the, it's the only it's way you can make some money, man. Yeah. That's it's so the sad. only way. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. And I got wine. Yeah. He's the greatest. <laughs> mm -hmm. No, that's brilliant. No, it's in, Yeah, it's intriguing, that's, isn't it? It's sad. It's kind of heartbreaking. It is, in a way. Yeah. Is there any upside to this at all? For instance, anyone could do a song, so maybe anyone could the, break the, out. The, the, upside the upside to it uh, uh, is the fact that uh, records are now promotional tools. Mm -hmm. And okay. if you get one that's being played on the air, 
or that's being streamed or downloaded a lot uh, by a lot of people and so on and so forth, that is going to enhance your live performance. It's promotion. Right. Yeah. You know? So it's PR for the yeah. ticket sales. And like I said, if you're one of the top programmed or selling artists mm -hmm. for the record companies now who are selling, like, selling the music to the streaming companies, mm -hmm. um, then they'll give you some money. The record companies give you some money, but they ain't going to pay you what you would have got in 1990. Hmm. Yes. <laughs> you like know what I'm saying? Bonus money, whatever. Yeah. Absolutely. Wow. Smokey. It is such an honor to have you here, and I know taking time out, and you know, for us, we really have so much respect for you, and I know Sierney does also. And, and now you're you're Pittsburgher, uh, you're Pittsburgher, you and your beautiful wife, uh, your beautiful wife's from Pittsburgh. She's she's a burger. Now, how many times a day does someone walk up to you like in Giant Eagle or to go, <laughs> yeah, anybody ever tell you you look like Smokey Robinson? <laughs> I, I get that all the time. Uh, I get it all the. I either get that. Or yeah. Lionel Richie. Oh, you know, yeah. Lionel, Lionel and I talk about it all the time because he gets that too. He gets him he gets or Smokey Robinson, you know. And, and I'll give you example, a great example of that. I'm in the airport one morning. Okay. I'm incognito like a dog. I got right. some shades. Like I got a skull cap Bring and I'm sitting down. and I'm reading a magazine like this, okay? I'm in the airport. And I look over about where Bob and Louis are sitting over there and there's this young white boy. And he's with this young white girl and they're, they're looking at me, you know. Yeah. And he's doing this. And she said, nah, nah. so they're going through this little debate thing, you know. <laughs> Finally, they come over to me. The guy says, hey, man, I got to prove something to her. Now, I got all your music. I love your music, man. I've loved you since the beginning, since I first saw you. I got everything you've ever made, man. I love your music, and I've got everything you've ever made, man. So I'm trying to tell her, man, that you're you. So would you do me a favor, man, and sign an autograph for her? Would you sign, to Sarah Love Lionel Richie? <laughs> So that's exactly what I did. <laughs> I signed to Sarah Love from Lionel Richie, you know. <laughs> and then I told Lionel about it. And he said, man, he said I get that same thing all the time. So we teach each other. I call him Smokey. He calls me Lionel. Oh, my God, that's funny. Yeah. So, so yeah, people come up to me all the time and say that to me or, or Lionel Richie. I love all, you know, yeah. everything. Man, back in the Commodore days. And it's like, what? <laughs> That's yeah. fantastic. Uh, man. That is so funny. Yeah, man. Oh, man. So, well, Smokey, why not? Can we get this, this in? Where are we getting bars, right? In Pittsburgh? 23rd Vine. 23rd Vine, we have it, right? Where else? 23rd and Vine, South Side. Side down, South Side. Market Grocery. Oh, even better, easier. Mm -hmm. Smoky Robinson's wine. Smoky Robinson's wine. On the, on the, on the all record. the whole list, yeah. right? I'm getting yeah. a case tonight for Christmas. Yeah. Absolutely, it's, you know that's yeah. a wonderful Christmas, Christmas gift, gift, actually, because you are an official Pittsburgher. And when I look at those, I'm so glad those are our bottles. Yeah, I love right? those bottles. Aren't yeah. they cool? Mm -hmm. I do. I love it, man. Yeah, yeah, I love it. I got one last question for you. Okay. What cologne are you wearing? You smell amazing. <laughs> I love you, honey. I love well, you know what I did. <laughs> I decided that I wasn't going to take a bath or a shower <laughs> in eight months. Okay. So this is the eight months of my natural odor. Oh, of coming course, out. Smokey <laughs> Robinson's B.O. smells like heaven. All right. Of course it does. <laughs> Bottle that. That's the next thing. Cologne. The, yeah. Smoke. We're going to get no, a cologne. Smoke. Wine it's and cologne. It's gift called obsession. Obsession. Oh, obsession. <laughs> we are all obsessed with it. That's all a right. perfect name. <laughs> Right. <laughs> thank you for answering that. Oh, no, you're welcome, <laughs> man. That's funny. You're welcome. Oh, you're great. Thank you so much, Smokey. Thank you, Jim. Sure, thank you guys very much. I've enjoyed this. Thank you. On behalf of uh, Sirene and myself, Jim Crenn, no restrictions. Happy holidays. We're going to take a few weeks off. We'll see you uh, in, back in January. More 
more shows, and we're glad to wrap up the season with the legendary and wonderful Smokey Robinson. Thank you, Smokey. Thank you.